0: listening to the 4th and 16 Podcast. And now, your host, Ellis Tolbert.
1: Hey folks, happy Monday. Welcome to the 4th and 16 Podcast. We've got a great show today, but before we get into that, I want you to take a moment to think about the things in your life that you are thankful for. Write it down if you need to. I think it's an incredibly important thing to do just to be aware of all the things that you are blessed with in this life. Anyway, today I'm going to be talking about life as a transfer and walk-on at the Division I football level. I'm going to be talking about that with a guy who's been there and done that. Folks, I've got former Clemson transfer walk-on wide receiver Jordan Bianchi with me today. Jordan, thanks for chatting to me, man. How are you?
0: Hey, Ellis. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No
1: problem, man. It's good to have you here. So, a lot of people know about walk-ons but I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what it's like to be a walk-on and especially at somewhere like Clemson. Tell me a little bit about your story and how you ended up at Clemson.
0: Yeah. So a little bit on my background, um, kind of started playing football late in high school, my junior year in high school. Um, but you know, immediately knew that I was having more fun with that than any other sport. And, uh, was able to get a couple looks from a couple smaller schools, and uh, Presbyterian College in Clinton is where I ended up uh, going initially. So I I always knew I wanted to end up at Clemson just for school. I never planned on transferring for football. Um, Wow, that's interesting. So I did. Yeah, they have, like, a dual degree program at at PC, so I wanted to do physics and then civil engineering. And (laughs) so I did... That's what I did. So I did the physics. I actually left the semester early uh, from PC, and you know, at that point, I was like, I had played three seasons worth of worth of football, and kind of thought it was done. Didn't maybe have the best experience ever at PC, but met a lot of great people. Um, so kind of thought I was done with football. Uh, transferred to Clemson, and really, my parents are the ones that are like, "Oh, come on, you gotta you gotta walk on. You gotta do the tryouts and." I did the tryout in the spring semester and had a good tryout, um, you know, on just pure walk-on. I hadn't really talked to any of the coaches. Um, and then did the same thing in the fall and ended up, you know, getting an email from uh, from Dooley, Coach Dooley, and I was on the team. It was kind of awkward timing. I was on the team. They had already basically they were already playing Georgia at that point in 2014. That's how it started. That's how I got to Clemson. Went to smaller school and walked on and at wide receiver. So
1: <laughs> that's incredible. Honestly, uh, you know, clearly you have a
0: brilliant mind. <laughs> physics. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't the best physics student. I did better in engineering, but <laughs> well, yeah. physics probably wasn't my. You're, you're doing it, man. My bread and butter.
1: So I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested to to know, was it purely the fact that PC offered a dual program with Clemson that made you go there and play football? Or did you actually entertain some other schools as far as like seriously going there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I seriously entertained Furman and Davidson. um, But PC kind of seemed to show more interest. And I think at the time Furman was going through some coaching changes and Davidson couldn't offer really anything um, being at the you know, and they were at they were at that lower level. You know, PC had kind of had that recruiting pitch of, hey, we'll play, it was Ole Miss and Vanderbilt and California and, and get the chance to play some of the bigger competition. So but that kind of all played into that decision. <laughs> yeah, I um, imagine. <laughs> ultimately, I wanted to end up at Clemson, though. It was always my sisters weren't there, so.
1: Okay, so you've got a whole bloodline going there. So when you talk That's about the, the walk-on program, um, did you meet any of the coaches, before, like, at all? Or was it just kind of like, you know, a big group of guys that are like, hey, do this, and then once you get through that, you can actually, you know, start having conversations with, like, Sweeney and all that stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, prior to the tryout, you saying, did I have any contact with any coaches? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I didn't. So I'd, I probably could have reached out to uh, Jeff Scott ahead of time because he actually coached at PC for a brief A brief, I think, just a year or two, um, and recruited one of the guys that I played with. Um, I did no, I didn't. I didn't end up really talking to anybody. It was just one of those things where I, you know, they sent out the email and kind of showed up. And I I think I I talked with Coach Dooley, Mike Dooley, a little bit beforehand and gave him some background. But no, other than that, it was really just show up and start playing. That's impressive. Start trying out.
1: (laughs) It's it's really impressive that you say that because uh, what year would that have been? Twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah, 2014 and 2015 were, were the two or so like 14 to 15 or 15 16 season. I mean, just like,
1: whatever you take yeah. from this, man, just remember that you walked on and earned a spot at a school that's known for producing the best receivers. Like, I, I don't – whatever yeah. you take from that, whatever – it is, man. I mean, there, Mike Williams, Ron Peak, Adam Humphreys would have been there. Humphreys. <laughs> wow, man! You like you—you you really did something to get a job playing with Clemson. Yeah. So let's go a little bit into the the walk-on thing. The tryout—is it as, yeah. as difficult as people make it out to be to you, or is it kind of one of those things where you are just ready to go? You
0: said as difficult?
1: Yeah, because I've heard you know a lot of schools and people talk about how the walk-on programs actually probably harder than. Just being a recruit and ending up being at Clemson or wherever you are, uh, there's a lot of pressure on you, and you really got to
0: show out. Yeah, in that regard, I would definitely say it's it's harder because I mean, the preferred walk-ons don't try out. Your your resume was was built when you were in high school, more or less. You know, now I'm not taking away from that at all. I mean, those guys showed out in high school. Um, I didn't have as much of the film, you know, and as much of the exposure. To, to really get into any of that. But, I I mean, I would think it's – I would say it's harder. Um, the pressure – for me, I didn't – I tried not to feel too much pressure. I had I had been in front of coaches. I had been on those kind of stages before. But it was a little different. And, yeah, you got to go out and, like, you got one chance. You got to think every route is, like, if I drop this ball or if I, if I don't run a clean route, if I don't really sell my stuff – that that might be it, you know, because it only takes. They may only notice you one or two times, so it's you know what what is what are they going to remember? I'm glad you
1: mentioned that the preferred walk-ons. A lot of those guys, for okay, for instance, some walk-ons get scholarships pretty much right out of the gate. Like Hunter fro we all know his story. You know, he was a walk-on, <laughs> yeah, and a guy Hunter. but he was like a walk-on for like two days because <laughs> you know he was a uh, yeah. it's technically a preferred walk-on as a guy who was not a preferred walk-on. How difficult is it to, you know, first of all, you, you got to transfer and get into the school, or just if you if you didn't transfer, you just got to get into the school and then play football yeah. and then also pay for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, parents helped a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a totally different process that kind of goes goes unnoticed. I mean, Hunter and Hunter, he was he probably had about a it was about a, a full year of walk on status because him and I walked on came on to the team at the same time and spent a whole season on scout team. But you got a lot of other things, basically, that you're worrying about. And, oh, yeah, also there's football. (laughs) Because, you know, the other thing is I kind of always knew, maybe I sold myself short, but I (laughs) kind of always knew uh, I wasn't going to be an NFL guy. So, you know, the classes are more important. You know, and you're probably studying your school books more than your playbooks. Um, you know, shame on me. But uh, yeah, it is it is a lot different than the preferred walk-ons, certainly. And you know, having no prior contact with the coaches, they don't really know what to expect from you. So
1: you mentioned the NFL thing. It, that's why I think it's so important, just for the education thing. And I think Dabo's made a big point to have it be an important aspect because, like, you know, yeah. we, let's talk about Hunter Renfro. I mean, the guy has embarrassed five-star cornerbacks in the on the biggest stage out there I mean he's he's done everything he can but they're still trying to figure out if he's going to go in the fifth or sixth or seventh round or you know what I mean like so absolutely it's so important that you know these guys get these education especially the the guys that are walking on but that's what I'm saying I, I feel like as a fan and everyone out there looking we get so enamored with four stars and five stars and and rightfully so, those guys are, you know, the top of their game. But yeah. we completely overlooked. Hard
0: overlook- not to be enamored with Justin
1: Ross. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly, right? You know, you got a guy like Justin Ross. When you know you're looking at a guy like Carter Grooms, you're, you're not you're going to overlook Carter Grooms and his contributions because Justin Ross is so good. And you don't do that on purpose. It's just yeah. you know right. the guys that are working behind the scenes. And speaking of that, you're behind the scenes. What's it like, for instance? Uh, were you a part of the scout team?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, both seasons there, I was uh, offensive scout team. What's it like? Uh,
1: pretty much, you know, knowing that you're putting all this work in, and like I said, you're you're studying the books, you're you're paying for things, and and, and all this stuff, and not only that, but you're also helping out the team behind the scenes, and you might not even get to play. I,
0: I feel like I get. I've been asked that one before. Um, to me, it was like maybe it was just my expectations, and they were so low to start. Honestly, when I tried out, that I just saw everything there as a as a privilege and as a learning as a learning experience. I mean, to be around those coaches and the way they they coach you—not just about football, but about life. Because kind of going back to what you're saying about Dabo, he does—I mean—a great job about enforcing that no matter who you are whether you're Deshaun or, or me, you better focus on your school and all that. So, and, and just being the best person you can be. So I, I just kind of took it all as a, as a learning experience and anything I got, you know, one play or running down the hill, that was, to me, that was enough to validate all the hard work. And um, obviously we had such, such a special season there in uh, 2015 that, I mean, that alone, I don't mind, <laughs> personally, I don't mind, uh, you know, coming in and not, not really playing too much. I mean, other guys who get recruited and are trying to make a, a career out of the sport, yeah, they're going to have a different mindset. But, you know, I knew my money was going to be made by being a nerd.
1: i like it man i like it speaking of that so you came from uh pc with a you know focus in physics and you got to clemson with uh civil engineering correct yep okay so sir, what in the world did you took the hardest the literally hardest class (laughs) on top of doing one of the hardest things is you know being on the football team, you say your expectations are low, but you shot for the sky, man. You reached it too, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of you true. for that, man.
0: Yeah, my, uh, my story with that too is an interesting one. I probably shouldn't leave out because um, when I, when I transferred the first season, I actually wasn't eligible because of a thing called progress towards degree. I didn't have for being a junior, I didn't have the right progress towards degree to be eligible to play towards civil engineering because not enough credits transferred. So I actually had to take a ton of classes, including seventeen hours in the summer during and did both summer sessions of football just to be eligible, you know, in that twenty fifteen season to get the bowl. Like I never got the Russell Athletic Bowl ring um or any of that the gifts or anything like that from that season. So I, I wanted to make sure I did that for next year so I could at least get I knew we were gonna have a special team and I wanted to have I wanted to get the rings and I wanted all that Stuff you know, like yeah. everything. I wanted to run down the hill. I wanted to get a chance to play, obviously too. Um, I took a ton of classes uh, between the spring, summer, and fall, and then still had to write a a waiver or like a letter to the NCAA, basically requesting eligibility because I was like an hour short. <laughs> but I got it.
2: you <sharp inhale>
0: Welcome back to the 4th and 16 Podcast. That was a big part of it,
1: of of my journey there. So you were a part of the team, but you didn't get any of the rings or anything. That just seems crazy to me. Yeah, my
0: first season. Yeah, I, I, I stood on the sideline. I wore a jersey. I didn't dress out. Um didn't travel, didn't travel to the bowl game, didn't get a ring, uh, didn't, you know how they do the, they did like the little Belk shopping spree for the bowl, Mm -hmm. or whatever they, I think it was Belk, or Best Buy, didn't, didn't do that, so, you know, I was good friends with like Seth Ryan and those guys, and they're sending me pictures of all the things they bought, (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) great, you guys are killing me,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing, yeah, That those are the things that go behind the scenes. People don't really see that. Like I said, we were talking about the motivation earlier. You know, it, yeah. it's hard to put yourself uh, in a situation where you know that you're contributing to the team, but you know other people don't see that. I mean, you look at the right. rosters. There's always like 130 kids, but you know, 85 of them are scholarships, and you might not even know some of the guys. It was spring game this past uh, week. You know, there were guys out there making plays, and you're like, who is that? You know, right and I, I yeah. think it's important that these guys get more recognition because, again, you guys were the ones that were helping build this team to be as good as they were, all while dealing with a ton. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the scholarship guys don't deal with a lot of things. Of course they do. But you guys sure. deal with more um, with, I guess, I don't want to say less upside, but like you said, you your, your aspirations weren't to go to the NFL. It was to to be in engineering, and you're doing that. And to me, that's a success story just as much as uh, Deshaun Watson or Vic Beasley or any of those guys going into the NFL. Yeah, I
0: appreciate that.
1: I got a question for you. Coming from a school like PC, what was the biggest difference as far as, like, football uh, from coming from PC to to Clemson?
0: Ooh, where do I start? Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, facilities alone and just, you know, the organization, how well – put together everything was at Clemson and just again the facilities what what's available to the players you know obviously that improved even more since I've graduated with you know with the ops facility and all that mm-hmm.
1: um what about swag did you guys get any swag yeah, down there
0: Yeah yeah we did I mean it wasn't Clemson swag <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was going
1: to say they, was, those guys have a different color shoe for different days
0: No that was actually i I never forget that when I when I did make the team and I went and picked up Went and picked up all my my gear, my travel bags that had all my hats and my shirts and whatever in it, and I laid it all out and sent all the pictures to my uh, to my family. Of course, they just they couldn't handle it because they're they've all big Clemson fans. They just couldn't believe it, you know, <laughs> that I made the team. So they thought that was the coolest thing ever. But yeah, no, there, there's that. I mean, there's just the coaches themselves. Not to knock anyone else, but you know, it's just they're just a whole other level uh everything they do and the relationship between people there that was that was huge that was something i didn't expect was the relationship between you know players and coaches between players between coaches was all just a great environment
1: yeah and so people are wondering why kids want to go to clemson now like they're confused at they, why they Clemson should. is getting all these guys, <laughs> and it's, that's a, what you just said is a testament to everything that's been built at Clemson. Uh, you know, it's really it's really good to hear that, and I I, I know that Dabo treated you guys well. Regardless, uh, he didn't yeah, treat you guys correct. like you were second rate players just because you were a walk on. You know, he he understood the importance right. and value that you guys had. So it's really good hearing that from a player, someone who actually has hands on experience with it. Um, it, it, yeah. I can't tell you how valuable that is last thing before we get out of here Jordan I got a question for you yeah. funniest Dabo moment you can remember
0: I, I know one just came to mind um, well I don't know maybe this wasn't quite Dabo himself but it was one that and I pro, I'm not even going to say it I can't say the whole joke because it was one of the comedians uh, were at the national championship in Arizona made a joke about Dabo and his wife in front of the whole, in front of everyone, and it's just kind of an inappropriate joke, but it was so funny to me, um, and the way Dabo handled it. But uh, Dabo himself, I mean, his funniest moments were probably him dancing. I'm sure there's some other ones that I'm forgetting. <laughs> just the day to day interactions and the in the, uh, in the uh, um, team meetings and stuff. Every time he, he'd come in, there's always something funny that he would do but that dancing was something else <laughs> it's and, hilarious to watch yeah and in 2015 was really when it like that's when it, all those videos were going viral after we beat notre dame and that's when it kind of really took off people were like oh look at what clemson's doing kind of getting more social media clicks and uh <laughs> being behind the scenes on those videos when he was dancing i'm like yeah i saw that i got i got that video on my snapchat actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Speaking of the Notre Dame game, man, uh, what was it like in the locker room, or just well, being a player after hearing him say "Bring your own guts"? I mean, well, I, I cried laughing after hearing that.
0: He said that. I think he said that to us. He's always got like a script ready. <laughs> you know, he always has some kind of phrase or something that he lashes onto. That he just when he gets a chance in front of the media, like he's going to use it. I'm pretty. <laughs> sh- I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he had used that in front of us prior to the game. And then of course he got his chance and, and took it. And I, I didn't actually see him I didn't see him say that until like later. Oh, that game was incredible. That was when I knew we were about to have a special season. Oh yeah. Um but it was yeah, a good old no, school was,
1: football game too. It was just raining and you know, the stadium was yeah. jacked and you know, we he had a big time team come in and you know, Clemson, you guys just did work. You went to work. So you know, yep. I, I'm I'm really happy, and it's good to hear this story, man. Again, uh, I, I, like I said, I think you are successful no matter how it's looked at. Um, so, I, and I appreciate you, you playing for Clemson and uh, coming there and you know getting your education. Speaking of that, what are you up to nowadays? Yeah. How can people find you?
0: So I was working previously on the 85 385 construction project in Greenville. So if you ever drive 385, you know what I'm talking about, and you, cur- you You used to curse me. Now, I work for a smaller company, um, AET Services, and we do a lot of, we still kind of work in construction, doing inspections, uh, using robotics. So, um, drones, robots, things of that nature, we use them to inspect the work that's done on a construction site. So, we'll still be around on construction sites we just won't be the one to blame for all the traffic
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah completely away from the 385 stuff man that's yeah that's incredible man that's really cool to hear yeah
0: thank you
1: no problem All right, Joe we're gonna have you back on here man Uh, I really appreciate you coming on it was great talk yeah yeah that
0: was awesome i love to be back I appreciate you you know appreciate you appreciating the uh, the walk-ons and our and our role and everything and um, you know taking the chance to reach out to me and and have me on the show. I, I really appreciate it.